Hello and a warm welcome to the TNC podcast. It's your go-to Norwich City listen. Um, yet more terrible uh, happenings for the Canaries in the last week. Chris, good to see you. Are you well? I'd say it's good to see you, but it kind of does feel like I'm turning up for a counselling session now. Mm. Like, it really does. Yeah. It's dismal. It is. It's dire. It's, it's distressing. Um, and I'm absolutely fed up of it. Look, plenty to get through on, on this week's show. Um, the so latest defeat, uh, 3-1 defeat at the hands of Blackburn Rovers. We've seen the Norwich City accounts come out. We'll dissect a, a little bit of that, of the feeling amongst the fan base at Carrow Road, outside of Carrow Road, a, a league debut for Jaden Warner that we'll get into. What's the latest with David Wagner? What's the latest with Stuart Webber? The incoming Ben Napper? There's questions around um, the Atanasios and their involvement. We'll get into that as well. And then, of course, a look ahead to um, the final game before the latest international break against Cardiff. And there's no questions this week. They're only rants. (laughs) And there's 99 of them, Mm. by the way. Yeah. So there you go. It's going to be tasty. Let's get straight into it, Chris. And and I think, you know, do you want to start with on-pitch happenings? Or... I think, yeah, yeah, I think so. So, so Black... it won't take too long, though, I guess, because it's it's what we've seen. Well, this is the thing. So many it? games now. This is the thing, and and and, and scarily, the, the 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 performance in which we saw against Blackburn Rovers, I'm not even sure is the biggest issue at the moment. I think there's there's far greater issues. Look, Sunday midday on Sky Sports, I must admit, and 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 this is probably delusion. Um, kind of going into my head I'm going right we're up against the Blackburn side who are I don't know what they were 14th in the table something like that an injury list somehow longer than ours basically playing a you know a second string side issues of their own uh, I think it's fair to say at Blackburn look very well drilled and well coached but certainly not a standout championship side I'm thinking okay this really is now last chance for David Wagner the players are, are on national television. They won't want to embarrass themselves. Former um, Norwich City players watching as pundits, they certainly won't want to embarrass themselves in front of those guys. And actually, what was served up was was nothing short of disgraceful. And I, and I don't say that lightly. I think, you know, the last month, the, the Leeds performance had glimpses of goodness yeah, but yeah, you know, I agree. We, we still fell to defeat yeah. the performance to Middlesbrough was pathetic um, the showing at Sunderland again had glimpses but not really it, though it, did it let's yeah, in large parts was disgraceful I thought this was the worst of all of them I was really? utterly bemused at what we were trying to do I thought there was maybe one. Well, I think or, so with the players. I think there were maybe one or two players that can come out of that with any type of credit. The rest can can truly hang their heads in shame. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I know some some of those players won't be liking what they're hearing, but they need to take some sort of responsibility. I keep hearing that they feel like they've let David Wagner down. Yeah, they have. Absolutely, they have. Do you know what though, Jack? <clears throat> I, I yeah, I, I agree. But I'll add something else onto this. They're letting themselves down. Of course they are. You said it. That game was live on Sky. Mm. You know, the, 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 the nation was watching. The nation's football fans were watching. And we were an absolute laughing stock. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, 
I cannot comprehend, you know, like the messaging in the week was, we're, we're aggressive, mm. we're being aggressive. All right, we'll show some aggression then. Mm. Show some aggression. In the opening 30 seconds, I want you to take a player up from behind, and then when he gets up, I want you to push him over and get a yellow card. Mm. I do, that's what I want. Show some passion, show some fucking fight, and show those fans that you care. Mm. Because, and I know that sounds cheap, I know I know that the players care, but I don't, know if, I don't know if they do. No, they do, no, Jack. I don't, I, well, look, they're, they're, okay, I don't what, know if they what do. I can assure you of is there's there is a, a good group that, that do care. I think there's a difference between but, care and, but, I, think, and but I think... show the fans yeah. that. Because, and we're going to go into this in detail, Jack. The, the atmosphere was scary. Oh, wait. The atmosphere was actually like a weird warped dream. Like, that wasn't Carrow. It was really surreal. And I think, you know, we've, we've been in this situation in terms of the, the the vast majority of fans wanting a certain manager out. We had it this time last year with Dean Smith, but there was I think there was there was definitely apathy during points of Dean Smith's tenure. But I remember the final few games of his reign at Norwich City, and it certainly wasn't the atmosphere that we we had at the weekend. It was deathly silent. Well, we had it was really really yeah. strange. Under Smith, it was anger, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think there's there's. I don't think anyone can argue that, that that what we saw against Blackburn was was apathy. I I must admit I was expecting it to be, and I don't. I, obviously, I'm not encouraging it. Certainly, I don't want it to be toxic. But I was fully expecting it to turn toxic when they inevitably put put the first two past us. I was thinking, blooming heck, this could get worse here. And then when the third went in, it was all like it actually just went quiet. Mm, it did. It was it, it was really strange. It, like you know you know people band around the phrase oh it was like a morgue or it was like a funeral or da da da. da. It really was. And it was it, because it was at the other end to the away fans and the, the angle in which it went in I don't think the Blackburn fans realised for a few seconds that yeah. it hit the back of the net and I think they were waiting for the for the Norwich and Peterborough end to kind of erupt in this you know distaste towards what they're seeing and actually you know there was nothing. Yep. I think let's um how can you how how can you prepare all week long saying that you're going to be aggressive and be two goals behind after 16 minutes mm. it's completely unacceptable and it's also unacceptable the amount of times I've come on this podcast saying it's unacceptable mm. that's unacceptable I cannot believe it two goals down after 16 minutes mm. the defense is a horror show mm. It's it a really horror is. show. And do, do, do you know, and I want to go, you, you, you mentioned here, there's only a couple of players that, that come out of that game with praise. It'd be interesting to see if you've got the same two, Jack. Jaden Warner, making his league debut. Mm. Good on you, Jaden. You did everything you could, mate. And Kenny McLean. And I'll tell you the reasons why. Do you agree or disagree on Kenny? I agree on the most part, yeah. Okay. Well, for me, Jaden makes his league debut in what will be the most uncomfortable game of probably his career. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or well, yeah. certainly so far. And had to do the job of probably three defenders mm. in certain spells of, of, of that um, that opening sort of 45 minutes. And Kenny was a centre-back for the majority of the game, which, and we'll go on to Danny Bart, I'm sure. But I'm thinking to myself... I'm sitting there and I'm watching it, Jack, and I'm looking at the body language of these players. 
And Kenny was one of maybe two or three in that first half that was shoving for the ball, that, mm. that, that wanted it. And it felt like the players that had the ball were playing hot potato. Oh, I don't want it. I don't want it. Get it. Get away from me. That's what it felt like. Uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong. I genuinely don't think I'm being dramatic here. And and I was very, I was I was really, I felt sorry for Jaden. I felt sorry for Kenny because they were doing the job of, if it's not two, three players during some spells, being dragged out of position. But aside from that, as as you say, Jack, I I. I truly do think the others can hang their heads in shame. Yeah, I think, yeah, please for please for Jaden Warren. I saw him at Fulham in the Cup, thought he was decent that night, thought he was, you know, that wasn't the perfect performance, but I think clearly a, a talented young player in there. Yeah. I thought Kellen Fisher, despite, you know, he came on late and was playing against 10 men, looked better than I thought he did against Sunderland. Kenny McLean, I think some some fans would would say to you, Chris, you know, I've heard enough of him talking. I want to see on pitch performances now. I think Kenny's got in a really difficult position, and we'll get on to Wagner shortly. I mean, that team. I don't believe that they're playing for the manager anymore, and I know that's cliche. I all, there, there is absolutely no plan. Mm. I think it was the perfect picture of the state, not only on the pitch but off the pitch we're in. That for the final half an hour of our game. Our defensive line was Puemazwa Pojeta at left back, a, a central defensive pairing of Kenny McLean and Jaden Warner and Kellen Fisher at right back. I mean, if I told you that in in May or you know June when we were preparing for this season, I'd say Chris, after twelve games, we'll be seventeenth in the in the division or however many games well, we've played. You. And that defence, yeah. you'd go, you need you need to lay off the Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. Mate. I think the uh, and I, look, I, I don't want to come on here and start singling players out because I think a lot of the time that's unfair and I've regretted doing it in, in the past on occasions here comes the but but I am going to single someone out here I'm going to single out Shane Duffy because we signed Shane Duffy with the intention of having experience and leading a defensive line yeah. and nurturing those youngsters around him well if I was Jaden Warner I certainly didn't feel nurtured playing next to Shane Duffy and I've also heard Shane Duffy, particularly after the Plymouth game in which we lost 6-2, saying we need to stop conceding cheap goals. Well, actually, if we watch back that game, he was the sole reason for, for conceding such sloppy goals. His positioning and the, and the complete lack of trying to get back for the second goal was embarrassing. And the, well, just the, you watched him for that first goal, Chris. I mean, it was, it was under 12 stuff. I, I, David Wagner can only do do so much and I don't think he is doing enough and I think he's completely lost any sense of cohesion with this team but Danny Bart must be sitting on that bench going what on earth does he need to do more for me to get out of this side we, we, we chatted to Dean Ashton on the show last week in terms of you know he's a striker and he's hoping that you know other to win the game still but he's hoping that his his colleagues aren't out, you know, outperforming mm-hmm. him. Well, Shane Duffy, I, you know, I've defended you at times on this podcast this season. I can't do it any longer. I thought it was it was one of the most disgusting individual performances I've seen. Anyone putting in a, in a Norwich shirt for mm-hmm. a very long time. It was shameful. I I wish I could I wish I could defend him, but I I can't. Um, as you say, was definitely. Um, the root cause of all three goals mm. um, had to then be hooked off. 
I'm surprised that, well, actually, no, I'm not surprised, which is sad in itself, that David Wagner started him. I think for a player of that experience that's played for the clubs that he's played for, I was so disappointed with his performance. And of course, as I always say, he'll know that. Um, I just cannot believe the amount of individual mistakes that, that he's made. And by the way, this isn't just this isn't just a Shane Duffy part. No, no, no. Jack, I I, to be clear, like, don't get me wrong. I thought Dibby Anulis was shameful. I thought Shane um, Shane Long. He'd probably do a better job in goal than, than George Long. I thought, you know, I, we we were warned about this as well. The thing is, though, mate. With the thing is, though, that I do want to say, you highlighted it for the second goal. It wasn't just Duffy. It, it was a few of the lads actually. They were they were jogging back. Trotting. Trotting, they, yeah. It was barely a jog. It, yeah. I'm thinking, bloody hell, boys, yeah. you're out of position. Yeah, I agree. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it just makes me think, Jack, like, is the confidence that low? Yeah, but... That you, that it just appeared as though when Shane Duffy went to make that aggressive tackle, which I which I do like, actually, him and Gibbo, when they go high and they try and, they try and get there early... But with that comes risk. Because mm. if you don't make that tackle, there's a great big gaping hole behind you, my boy. And if, you're, and if your team aren't confident to come and back you up, or aren't organised to come and back you up, you're in a whole heap of shit. Um, I think it's... I, I, I don't think you... Look, clearly they are very low on confidence, as you would be if you've won one in But I think they're confused. I don't... Who's, who's telling these boys how to defend at the well, moment? Well, it's confusion, but you can't blame lack of effort which i perceive certain players to be at the moment through low confidence you only you're only going to regain confidence through winning games and that mm. comes through effort and cohesion look players aside we've got we've got issues there we know that okay <laughs> yeah. and 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 that's one part of this package that we need to unpick let's take a look at david wagner it was one win in 11 at the end of last season we yeah. finished 13th it's now one win in 11 in all competitions, I want to say. Whatever the case, he needs to be really thankful that he's still in, in employment because I, I genuinely well, I think don't... he knows he's lucky. I think he, uh, he, he knows that he's a lucky boy to be in his job. Mm. And, and, let, and let's, be, let's, let's be frank. If he wasn't Stuart's old connection, mm. I, I would be stunned if he was in, in this job in any other club. Mm. I really would. The result, but you know what, Jack? It's not even like I know it's a results-based business, but it's also the performances. And I and I was of the and I've changed my mind on this, which I think is okay, by the way. I used to be, especially when we first got Dean Smith in, I was like, I don't care about performances, just win games of football. Mm. Yeah, by hook or by crook, win those games of football. But it's not just the results; it's the dire performances. It's the complete. Um, in cohesion between uh, between sets of of players, yeah. uh, the defensive shape, toothless up top, uh, we uh, set pieces. I could go on and on and on and on. And so, I, yeah, I do think David's a lucky boy. I think you know we all know that the writing's on the wall. I but I, again, as I've said on on other bits of media, this podcast and, and the scrimmage as well, I really really like David Wagner. I think he's a I think he's a great guy. I think he really cares about this football club, but he has found himself at a club during at, at, at the end of a cycle. Yeah. And it's a and don't get and and it's not even just like the end of a cycle. It's a crash bang wallop mm. end of a cycle, isn't mm. it? 
like it's like one of those one of those space rockets that that, that comes in into land and it's the parachute's meant to go off mm. and then it's meant to land in the water but instead our parachute hasn't gone off and we're having to crash in, into the land somewhere mm. and 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 Napa's going to have to pick up the, the the pieces to to try to fumble it together and botch it together but to get this team to survive mm. which and that scares the living daylights out of me sorry i don't want to go off topic with david but i just want to say again i'm really sorry for i'm so sorry for dismissing what you said about relegation being a danger this season and i i hate to admit it to you <laughs> But I look, I look at the way that we're playing, Jack, and 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 there is no doubt in our, in in my mind that we are candidates for relegation right now, and this is why we cannot continue to turn like the Titanic. Well, the, this club is taking too long to make essential change. We are the, crashing and burning. This is the scary thing, Chris, because I think in previous campaigns where we've struggled in the championship, you get to a certain point and you go, right, okay, let's forget about this season and let's try and build for next season. And when you're ninth or 10th, as we have been under Alan Irvine or Alex Neal, whoever it may be, Daniel Farker even in this first season, you can get away with doing that. You can't do that this season. Norwich, mm. if you look at the last 10 games, are the second worst team in the division. We've won one in 10. We're being outscored by everyone in terms of the goals we're conceding, sorry. This is real. This is very real. If Rotherham win their game in hand, and we know that's against, they'll be four points behind us. You've got a Huddersfield side managed by Darren Moore, I think very capable at this level. I think Norwich are lucky that there are probably three worst teams in this division. But but please don't think that a team like Norwich won't get relegated. Mm. We've seen it happen before. You look at Derby County, you look at Sunderland, you go further back with Portsmouth, etc., Big clubs can get relegated from the championship. And if Norwich City continue on this trend and we extrapolate the form of the last 10 games across the rest of the season, we will be in League One next season. And I'm not saying that for for titles or clickbait. The reason I predicted, Chris, that Norwich would finish, and I said mid-table at the start of this season, I was looking at a few different factors. One win in 11 at the end of last season, no managerial change. We've let go of Max Aarons, Big Andy, Timu Puki. Maybe even add Tim Krull to that list, a core of players. And we've replaced them with, you know, I I, I quite like the addition of Stacey. Duffy wasn't fussed about. He's turned into a car crash in the last couple of weeks. There were players in there that I thought were okay and, and the experience I think we needed. But the team was no better than last season. I'd say it was worse. Mm. So why are we suddenly... And I was reading Zoe Webber's um, programme notes. She said that the aim of this season is promotion. Well, automatic's definitely gone. Of course. I mean, course. We, we are nowhere near the level to, to challenge for the top six. No. But where's that target coming from? Is it coming from the fact that we still have an extortionate wage budget? Yeah. It doesn't mean you're just... You know, because you're spending an average of 25k a week on wages. It doesn't mean you're justified mm. to just be sat in the top six and that's what this makes is an it incredibly yeah. average championship team and this this is what makes it more scary and i'm i'm actually not going to spend any time on it um now jack but i would i would absolutely encourage um anyone watching and listening to this now to, to head over to jack's video with with, with kira mcguire 
um, and, and the, the financial breakdown and the, the wages being spent and the interest and all of that stuff, which I mean, we I guess we'll talk about ownership and the board mm-hmm. at some stage, Jack. I don't know if we want to do that now or not, but the financials, my point is the financials make this even worse. Yeah. It's, we are, we've put all of our chips on red and what we're currently doing is that that really ridiculous tactic when you can do it if you've got loads of money. So if you put £20 on red and it doesn't, by the way, don't gamble, gamble responsibly, etc., etc. If you put £20 on red and it doesn't come in, put £40 on red, yeah? Don't worry. If it doesn't come in, put £80 on red. Doesn't come in, etc., etc. But you can only do that if you've got a lot of money to burn in the bank, right? And Norwich don't have that. It's a very risky game that we've played and it's a gamble that has not paid off this season. And, and do you know what, Jack, as well? Like, I'm hearing I'm hearing the opinion of, oh, look, scrap this season. Just don't, like, let's just not bother anymore. Let's just regroup. Seriously? Seriously? We need to fucking get our asses in gear. We're knocking on the door of League One. Wake up. The squad is where it's at. We know that David Wagner's time at the football club is is limited. It would be remiss for us not to discuss Stuart Webber. Yeah. Um, He wasn't in attendance against Blackburn Rovers. I believe that was the same in our game against Middlesbrough. Yeah. Um, We know that his time, again, at the football club is coming to an end. He he said he will will leave when his current contract is up. That's in March. Ben Napper comes in at the end of November. Um, there is a, a a handover period of sorts. I believe you've spoken to the club, and you might be able to provide yeah. a little bit more clarity on on what the next few weeks slash months look like. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think the what I would start by saying is I think I think there was a fear amongst um, supporters for whatever their reasons that um, you know. You know the the ship was being steered by Stuart and will continue to be steered whilst Ben you know tucks himself in, should we say? Um, that's not the case. Ben Napper is in control of when here of, of how absolutely of of, of when um, of how long Stuart's notice period is. So it it could be days, it could be weeks, of course it could be months, but that's entirely up to up to up to Ben Napper. The other thing I do want to say as well is that I. I do understand that, you know, of course the club are speaking to Ben Napper as we speak. Mm. He's not he's not in Barbados with his feet up and um, s- sipping on his uh sipping on his on his uh Lakin's cocktail, right? Um, you know, obviously they're speaking to Ben Napper about the current situation. Um and yeah, as I say, as I understand it, um, you know, Stuart's handover will be a short one. Um and I highly, highly doubt that he'll be hanging around until March, which, which you know, whatever your opinion is, whether you think it's it's a good thing that he's handing it over or not, that that's currently the the state of play. The I think the the issue that riled fans and 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 annoyed myself, Chris, was the fact that he wasn't in attendance. Now we understand that he was in another country. We don't know the reasons for that. It may well be work related. It probably was work related. Mm-hmm. But the the optics and the look of this isn't a good one you have things crashing and burning around you and you are not in attendance for that game for me it just looks horrendous 
Yeah, I I I giggled to myself to be honest with you because um, I was thanks to um, Steve Collins of of, of Azoth Solutions. Um, I was invited into the director's box for the game against Blackburn. Not not by the club. I just need to reaffirm for all the conspiracy theorists uh, that some for some reason think I'm in bed with with uh, Delia. By by the way, the, the the comments from myself, maybe from you, certainly you know scraps us off the Christmas card list from Norwich City at the moment. If anyone thinks we're in bed with the club after <laughs> this, you, I've got no hope for you. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I did smile to myself because. You know, obviously, you can hear the chants from the director's box, and I'm listening to the to the chant. It was something about Weber and something off, and of course, he's not even there. <laughs> he has quite literally fucked off. He's not even there, um, so it was almost like a wasted effort even singing that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, look, think what you want about him being present or not, um, but. But as we know, you know he's he started to you know cut back in in certain ways um, for a period of time now. So I don't really I think that that's the kind of thing where when you're in a crisis yeah. like we are, you're going to go, oh, he did it, and he didn't even turn up. And I, but actually, you know, during the good times, there were periods where he didn't turn up too. Course, and, I'm, and I don't want to be seen in, as and I and I'm certainly not siding with him because if it was me, I would be turning up. Mm. Um, without a shadow of a doubt just, but, but we don't know at the moment the reasons for him not being there but I but 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 then what was what was the one that I thought was a bit wacky was why was he at Manchester United but not at Norwich on Sunday I just I, for me I was like well you know you're going to you know you're going to get papped at Man United surely I don't know maybe he doesn't I don't know I think for me it's a really poor look I think the whole reason I I fell in love with with Stuart Webber at the beginning of this was he owned up to mistakes, he was honest, he was incredibly transparent with the way that we were operating and, and when the going has got tough, he has got out of the limelight. And, I, and, I, and I, you know, the whole kind of ignore the noise mantra and, and that, I think is, is now completely irrelevant. He's not mm. facing up to the issues that he and others have caused at the football club. And it doesn't help his, you know, his argument when he spoke to the Times, what, a year ago, 10 months ago, he said, you know, 90% of his, his capacity and his time is committed to Norwich City. He's paid handsomely at the football club. For me, and I might be wrong, I don't speak to Stuart on a daily basis, I haven't spoken to Stuart for a very long time. For me, looking at that, I'm going, you're, you're checked out, but you're still on the payroll and you're still responsible for the decision-making mm. of the football club. Not a good look. I think that he is still being working hard behind the scenes on things that that won't really show lots of lots of fruit for for a wee while to be honest with you that's what i think but unfortunately in his situation fans cannot and will not accept that and i understand the reasons for them being like that i do um it, 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 it is what it is it's done it's like with with wagner it's done uh with with stewart it's done um, we are at the end of a cycle. It's time for change. It's time to move on. It's time for a clean slate. Um, and as I've you know said there, and it's worth saying as well, you know, Stuart's last game at Carrow will be the QPR at home game. I've been told so. Um, well, you know, uh, for the fans that that you know want that, you know, may well have that. been Leeds because he hasn't been here for the last two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I I think uh, I think there's probably a lot of things behind the scenes that aren't. Um, able to be communicated because of the climate that we're in with regards to what he is 
doing as well as not turning up to to the Blackburn game. Um, yeah, that's what I think. Well, Chris, I mean, quite evidently, lots going on at the football club. Um, as you say, the the work currently ongoing slash the work not being done at the moment will, I'm sure, show. Um, We'll see the fruits of that in a couple of months' time. What we do know is we do have a new sporting director coming in at the end of this month. I'm getting slightly concerned that it he's, feels... he's got too much in his intro. Well, well, it, it, his it, desk is alight. It, it does feel as if you know, and maybe my because as a as a football fan, you need to veer on the side of optimism otherwise this whole game is completely pointless yeah, like you, need I agree. To, you need to have something to cling on to I agree, hope's, the, hope's so important and at yeah. the moment the hope for Norwich fans is that Napa's going to come in much like Stuart did when he, inher- when he inherited you know, a, a club in desperate need back in 2017 yeah. and it was yeah. um, that things will, will, will turn and change and Napa's the man but I'm looking at this and going maybe I'm just feeling down with Norwich at the moment but I'm looking at this going young guy, clearly very shrewd you know, impressive CV at mm-hmm. one of the most elite clubs in world football. Yeah. But at the end of the day, hasn't been in this role before. Mm-hmm. He, you know, we are pinning the hopes on a man that's never been a sporting director yeah. to almost single-handedly change manager, sort financial situations out, spin, um, you know, performances on the pitch. Get the fans believing the again fans and on side. <laughs> oversee a change in ownership yeah. and how that looks. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. And I'm just looking, I'd, I'd love to be, well, I'm, I don't think I would be actually, I would be intrigued to know what's going on inside of the head of Ben Napper at the moment. Because hour by hour, this job becomes increasingly yeah. more difficult. It's almost like, it feels like every week, another huge problem mm. lands on his desk to sort out mm. and this is this is the thing for me jack is it like you, you know normally when you start a, a new role in any organization you, you turn up to a clean and tidy desk <laughs> yeah. yeah fresh laptop and all, yeah you know and someone shows you like you know this is how things work and this is who you speak to about this and that and da, 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 da. but you never turn up to a job normally with in with the business in a in a literal crisis mm. saying it's over to you. Oh, and by the way, it is on you as well, sunshine. Good luck. Mm. Off you go. Mm. I'd be, I'd be petrified. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to be in, in, in Ben Napper's position, um, without a doubt. I, I, I believe that it's a good appointment, um, and I think he's got the credentials to be successful. But as Zoe put in her program notes, she, I think she mentioned. Forgive me if I've got this wrong. She's mentioned something about the importance of a stable environment. Mm. I think she said. Mm. Mate, this is the opposite of a stable environment right now. Seriously, like metaphorically, the place is on fire. Yeah. Um, you know that, and you know there'll be people inside the club now that are you know really worried about their futures. Um, you know, cult- you know, culturally at the moment, it must be really difficult. By and you know, I don't want people to go, oh, boo-hoo, they're paid well. Well, that's irrelevant at the moment. You're walking into a place where it's going to be really down in the dumps it's going to be a very very stressful place to be i suspect the pressure will be through the roof mm. arguably at boiling point um huge amount of pressure and and, and as you say jack he's, he's not done this before so i wish ben napper the best of luck do i you, don't do know how he's going to get us out of this mess that we're in to be honest do you think that the club can almost hide behind the fact that there's change on the horizon with napper coming in and stewart departing for the for the 
snail's pace in which they've communicated and operated at in terms of managerial decision making because as we've said no other club in the championship accepts this type of form with David Wagner mm. I'm just thinking if if this wasn't on the horizon change would have been instigated before this I don't it feels to me I don't know maybe I'm wrong but my gut my emotional fan brain says this currently feels a bit selfish to not make this a smoother runway for Ben Napper. Um, this isn't changing. This isn't changing. Mm. Actually, it's not even just plateauing, Jack. This is getting worse and worse. Mm. You know, and don't get me wrong, you know, there's some games where, you know, it's just a little bit worse, but there's some where it's an absolute, it's, you know, it's a hell of a drop off a mountain. So, yeah, I, 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 I can't, I, I, as I've said already, if I was Ben Napper, of course I'd be excited to get my teeth stuck into it. But with the amount of pressure um, and and the fans, you know, and I think rightly will expect this team to be doing better. I know that you say, Jack, you know, this team are an average championship team. But even an average championship team would be able to shore up at the back. Oh, even course, an average championship team would be able to park the bus. Even an average championship team would at least concede an average amount of goals or let an average amount of shots on target or score an average amount of goals and we're not even doing any of that. Well, when I say an average team, I think by the very definition I'm expecting a 10th, 11th place finisher. Certainly, this side has... You look at Gabby Sarah, Johnny Rowe, Kenny McLean, Angus Gunn, Josh Sargent, granted a few of those names haven't featured in the last few weeks because of injury... That team should not be nowhere near seventeenth place. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like this is the thing I, I cannot, I cannot, I can't, I can't accept it. With the amount of, I think it might. I don't know whether it was Connor Southwell or someone posted it. Just a just a quick um, interlude on Connor Southwell. Fantastic uh, post match reaction pieces mm. at the moment over over on the Pinkin channel. Go go and check those out. Mm. Um, and I think he mentioned in the team there's like nine players that had won the league there was tw oh no sorry it was nine full internationals yeah. and I think there was like 12 of them that had won the league yeah. how can you have that yeah, calibre yeah. of player and be 17th yeah yeah I agree I think the, the alarming thing is it's as well negligence is, is another nugget from, from Connor's brilliant post-match verdict you know I think there's now 11 players in the that was in the match day squad over the age of 30. I mean, this is, a, you know, gone are the days of a, a youthful, exciting, something to prove team. You know, a lot of has-beens in there now. And I think we've, we've tried to veer away from that in previous campaigns. Well, we're not at the moment. That's what, But this is what concerns me more, Jack, because I would expect a, a young, naive, inexperienced player to go missing in games, yeah. to, you know, make poor decisions, to not do their defensive work, to, you know, play misplaced passes more often than not, um, to, to miss good chances. But the experienced lads, stand up and be counted. Yeah, I agree. Like, and, you know, I know a lot of them watch this. Boys, seriously? Mm. Seriously? What What is going on? Mm. Like, I, I'm sorry, like, I, I don't... I'm aware that I'm coming across as a bit Roy Keane, but, you know, take someone out. Show a bit of fight. Yeah. Get out. You know, we're not even... The t no one's even tackling. 
so I genuinely I can't there in eras gone by when we were losing games Jack we used to see like a flying challenge or you know Bradley Johnson would just barge someone off the ball or you know and it we it's just passive. It's, it's, passive. It's, it's passive it's so passive on and off the pitch I, I, I agree with you Chris I think go and check out Connor's stuff Great shows on the scrimmage. I think when Rob Butler's talking, it's far better. Um, <laughs> look, I think there's there's a nice array of Norwich City media out there at the moment. You will agree with some things we say, you'll disagree. I think if you put all of the different bits together from Paddy and Connor and Rob, and um, sadly not Michael Bailey so much anymore on Norwich City, you will, you will find the landscape that you'll probably agree on. Let's, with that being said, get on to the Twitter questions. Rants. They're not questions this week, my friend. <laughs> um, always love hearing I think a, a wide ranging because on Twitter you know we're followed by elderly women young blokes the whole you know from one spectrum to the other we've got them and I think piecing that together mm. will form a, an opinion that's probably balanced and we are in a, a, a mood at the moment that's not good and can I just jump on the end of that Jack and say um, it always happens during these times please be assured that Jack and I try so hard to broadcast the consensus of all of the questions being asked of mm. Norwich fans. Like, we really try. Like, before this, I've got screenshots of, of posts, but beforehand, like, normally we just frantically scroll through them, and I've screenshotted ones in different areas to try to cover everything. So I just want to assure you that we really do try to speak about everything, um, and we're certainly not getting cards off the uh, club at the moment. Well, no, I, I, I think it's worked because it's, I think it's always worth providing context around our stance yep. with the football club. And I think, I, I'm not speaking for the Pinkin guys and the Radio Norfolk guys and whoever else who covers the football club. I think we're all in a similar ship at the moment in terms of we say what we see and if the football club like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't. I've certainly never, ever cared what the football club think about yep. what I say. I know that. That can sometimes be an issue, and, and you probably wince at some of the things I say. The football club will be, you know, have an opinion, and they will believe they're doing the right thing, as they would, because they're, I'm, you know, working towards. Um, you know, they're certainly not trying to make bad decisions. We I think see that, that's a, a good point. Thing. We we see a certain thing, and I will say it. With the interviews that we've broadcast on this channel in the past that we've been given access to from the club, we will ask, we will say, can we have Zoe Weber on the podcast? They can say yes or no. We certainly won't then change our opinions and broadcast in a certain manner to try and forge something out. We've lost plenty of opportunities this season because we've been overly honest. So there we go. There you go. The first question, which I think is very important, uh, particularly with the shambles that is our defence at the moment is uh, Chris Reynolds says what is happening with Bart's? He can't buy a go at the minute. This smells of a Stuart Webber signing David Wagner didn't want in my opinion. I mean if you're Danny Bart now Jack I mean it's just I mean I, can't, I, I cannot believe it. Yeah it's baffling. Yeah. And you know I like, like obviously we're going to see him against Cardiff um, alongside Jaden Warner because Shane Duffy has been suspended um, which is probably a good thing to obviously to take him out of the limelight for a bit because he's he's not performing to anywhere near the standard that, that we expect of this football club um, so Danny Bart will feature but blooming heck Jack 
how have we got to this point where he's only just going to get his start? Well, we talk about low confidence. I mean, Danny Bart must be absolutely on the floor. Because... I mean, there's Sunderland fans, sorry to interrupt you, my friend, there's Sunderland fans right now saying we shouldn't have let Danny Bart go. He should be in our team. Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes to me. I think it, you know, I think it sums up a, a wider problem we've got at the football club. Recruitment's all over the shop. I think we're confused. Do we sign experience? Do we sign youth? What type of player are we looking at? I mean, it's evident that Wagner doesn't rate him because if he did, he's not playing a central midfielder over him. He's not playing a 21-year-old over him. Yeah. I, I look at it and I... I so maybe Chris Reynolds is right. Oh, the recruitment is is confused as, as as we are confused in a lot of our other areas of the pitch. Look, I don't know if Danny Bart's going to save the day. Again, you know, we're, we're pinning hopes on someone we've not seen a lot of. But the fact, I mean, I, I I read that line that we the defensive line that we finished with on Saturday. Danny Bart has been um, put aside for a central midfielder and a and a youth defender. And as the saying goes, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And it's insanity. Mm. And it's not just the defence, mind, but particularly the defence. What we've continued to insist upon playing is, is it's mind-boggling. Mm. Next one from Toby Gallant says, who exactly is responsible for sacking Wagner? Likelihood is they need sacking themselves. I'm looking at Delia and she may be trying to protect the club from shoddy owners, but I'm afraid it's making her a shoddy owner. She must sell up fresh start needed. And I want to then add on, Jack, before I come to you here, the criticism that for some reason we receive is that we're in bed with Delia. We get free season tickets and all this. I I mean, seriously, I wish one of the most expensive tickets in the uh, in the league. In fact, it is the expen- most expensive, isn't it? And the shower of shite were being served up the moment. I wish it was free. Anyway. To be fair, the offer to the club, if, if I would reserve my comments on <laughs> Shane Duffy if it meant a free season ticket. Um, right, anyway, the point is, I was particularly passionate about bringing this up, okay, because Delia and Michael Wynne-Jones are not void of criticism. Oh, absolutely And it has become increasingly apparent that, as is the the natural cause of life, they are getting older, right? And when you get older, things take more time. You maybe lose a bit of oomph, a bit of energy, just natural energy. And it's become very apparent that, that this is the case, Jack, surely, because things are so slow, 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 slow to move. And... Delia and Michael and Jones aren't void of criticism here, right? Because no. it feels like at the moment they're around the board table having the meal before and after the game and I know they'll be hurting. I'm not saying they don't care. A lot of fans think they don't. I do. Oh, absolutely I care. know they care. I really do know they care. I can assure you of that. But surely if you're Delia and Michael and Jones now, you'd be saying, guys... 10 games and one win. I think... The, You've got to step in there. The issues you raise there are completely valid. My concern comes from a slightly different angle. Okay. It is publicly known and and known from nuggets that haven't been broadcast that Delia Smith and Michael Wynne-Jones are, are very fond of Stuart Webber and Zoe Webber. And yeah. they are friendly. Yeah. And they would class themselves as friends. And I think... Having a working relationship is really positive and you must get on. I think yep. I'm not denying that fact. 
But when, you, when you're coming out and saying, I think um, it was either on Jake Humphrey's podcast or another piece of press that Delia did, she said she adores Stuart Webber. You, you were in no fit state to hold people to account when you have such um, a relationship with, with someone like that. And I think we've seen it with managers in the past. I mean, I go back to Nigel Worthington, the relationship mm. that those two had, Chris Hewton. Norwich City, probably barring Daniel Farker, mm. have... Um, have reacted far too slowly and it's ended up costing us. I look at this board at the moment, Delia Smith, Michael Wynne-Jones, Zoe Webber, Stuart Webber, uh, Neil Adams, um, the Atanasios that are coming in, and I'm going, who's holding who to account here? There's no longer a Balkit, there's no longer an Ed Ball, someone with mm-hmm. some form of... Um, you know, they're, they're kind of neutral in that situation. Mm-hmm. Everyone's friendly. They get on. Yeah. Why would they sack David Wagner? They like him. They're mm-hmm. friendly. Why would Delia Smith get rid of Stuart Webber and say that you're not doing your job in the correct manner? They're best friends. Who's holding who to account? This is a huge business. Mm. It, it, turning over, you know, multi, tens of, slash hundreds of millions mm. of pounds imagine a boardroom where you've got husband and wife mm. husband and wife and uh, a former player in Neil Adams that was given a loan manager then he was the technical uh, then he was the assistant sporting director now he's the technical director Neil Adams doesn't get up out of this lightly as well because from the outside looking in it's jobs for mates that's how I see it mm. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be buzzing if I was Stuart Webber I th- no I, one's holding me to account I think yeah, God, I don't have a strong defence of that, Jack. I think uh, I do think there is some challenge, but definitely not enough. Mm. And as I've said at least twice in this podcast, we're at the end of a cycle, but not just you know with with, with perhaps players with with obviously with David Wagner uh, with with Stuart Webber at board level. We know we're at the end of a cycle too, and that's obviously why we've we've got the Atanasios you know oh well half, half in half out at the moment which is we, we need to talk about that by the way but basically what we're concluding here is the board do deserve part of the blame here don't oh. they right it'd be very easy for fans to say sack david wagner da, 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 da. um you know Stuart Webber, this this and that but actually you know the blame should be shared 100%. to the to board level as 100%. well because because they've allowed the yes. club to slip to this point yes that's fair isn't it yes and I think the Atanasios one is an interesting one. Let's talk about the Atanasios. And, and the thing that the, the thing that was brilliant from your chat with with Kieran Maguire is that it's the interest rates piece interests me. Um, and what concerns me, Jack, is at what point they're not stupid, are they? No, they're, they're right. They, they're financiers. At what point American. do they come and save the day? Because. I hope and pray they come and save the day this season somehow, but I don't think it's going to happen. But in terms, like, what like, do you, what uh, would you deem because, saving well, the day? Well, what I find interesting is, from a business perspective, Jack, would it almost be better to purchase us at our lowest possible price when we're desperate for money? Which I hate to say it is League One. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, am I bad for saying that? Well, look, we're we're certainly. We've met the Atanasios, right? And I, I think we're both of the belief that they're good people. Yes. And I think they, they have clearly run a very shrewd operation with the Milwaukee Brewers. And mm-hmm. I think they do care deeply about Norwich City. But they work in the world of finance. 
they don't care about Norwich City as much as us. Mm-hmm. The, the the alarming thing from the accounts were Norwich City have um, essentially loans to repay of ninety six million pounds. We are paying one hundred thirty thousand pounds a week in interest. You're not even you're not touching the debt. That's just the interest repayments. So the Atanasios, you know, they're putting their money in. They're being repaid at seven percent. Agreed. Like if if Norwich slip into League One or even just meander between 17th and 15th in the championship, this doesn't affect the pockets of the Athanasios. Because we're repaying them, and they will be able to leverage more and more power, more and more, more and more control for a cheaper cost. Now, I'm certainly not saying that they're letting this happen, because no, I don't no, no, believe no. that to be the case. But Although, by the way, if I was them, I'd be getting on a flight to the UK right now, and I would be kicking the door in. I and think I'd this, be saying, you need to sort this out. I think this is the other thing, and I think I've chatted to people close to the Athanasios. Like, we all have ego, and I think the Athanasios will have ego. They will they will have peers and colleagues and friends looking at them and going, mm-hmm. cool, you took over this club or had involvement in this club in the Premier League, and you're now rotting at the bottom end of the Championship. When are you going to take control? Yeah, yeah that's I, true. I think the hope, if you're a Norwich fan watching this, I think the hope will be that the Athanasios will fly someone in of their own people to sit at this board and start having some adult conversations. Because at the moment, it's passive, it's, it's, it's mm. jobs for mates, and you cannot function in a sustainable fashion as a football club slash high-end business with this board. Craig says, soccer bot in charge until the end of the season? <laughs> I thought I'd just try and make you laugh, Jack. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Pricey says, League One doesn't look too hard to win next year. Uh, look, look, I, it, we are, look this, is, this is interesting, though, Jack. There are a number of these questions where it's a case of if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Yeah. We are in a sorry state, and I think as fans at the moment, we probably need to try and make each other laugh a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I, I, there's been a lot of chat of League One. I don't think we will be relegated. I think we, we do have a good enough squad to, to turn this around. And look, change will happen soon, and, and all it takes is you know three wins on the bounce, and, and suddenly you're, you're, you're going upwards rather than downwards. Mm-hmm. But we do need to have real conversations, and this does need to enter the com. The, the, the kind of you know the where we're at this is where we're at we are we are operating at the very bottom of the championship table um I, I i you know i think you do need to laugh equally chris if you don't have these serious conversations you you do slip into a into a world where mediocrity is accepted yeah, and, no, and, and i don't and i don't want that from my football club well, and, and that's what scared me about the atmosphere on sunday jack mm. Mm. you know the what used to be the venomous snake pit and you know the full of divorcees yeah oh god oh god God. um there's a lot of questions here um cam uh questions urgent he says um question a is is it acceptable to take a banner with me to cardiff and reinstate the bedsheet brigade (laughs) b what are we putting on it um well, Cam, it's entirely up to you what you put on your on your bed sheets. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. You got me to laugh. Well done. Um, but I, but I, I would suspect that you're probably going to write something about the. But what I would say is, um, it's a complete waste of time now um, pointing any of this towards David. 
in my opinion. And I actually, th- I actually, I feel so sorry for David Wagner that they are putting him through this. Do you? I don't. I think no, I don't. No, I, no, I do. It, I think, all right, if, if you Nick it's walk, did, then did, walk then. If you're not going to walk away being paid that much money, well, that's what I can't feel. You feel sorry for? I don't yeah, feel I so- do. No, I do because he's a good man with his moral compass intact. I, I don't. I, look, I, I don't think the treatment of Wagner for look, he should have been sacked. Do I feel sorry for a bloke that's not doing his job correctly? No. I, yeah. Look, he is making some poor decisions in terms of in-game management, starting lines, etc. I know that, but from a bloke to bloke, I do just feel sorry for him. And I don't think the board should be putting him through this. That's just my honest opinion. Let me know in the comments if you agree or disagree. What else have we got? A couple of quick fires, Jack. Okay. Um, Simon Duarte says, limit of three rants isn't enough. Yes, we did ask for <laughs> only three rants. Uh, when we posted for questions uh, this week on X. A statement from Moleman says, or Moleman, Greg Fairweather is his uh, at handle, uh, says this current team is worse than Glenn Roder's Lone Army. I wouldn't go that far. But well, I, no, 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 but Jack, look at the form. Yeah, no, look no, at the form, I, I, my friend. I, no, I, and at least they beat Ipswich. I would say we are certainly... Look, I've been, I've been a season ticket holder since, what, 12 years, 20? No, 2010 was my first season ticket. <sighs> So, like, I'm I, well. I certainly haven't been going as long You're as you. You're so unscarred, by the way. But, but I, I was, I was watching this Norwich team in in 2009. Obviously, um, I can't remember a team as bad since that point. It's certainly comparable for sure. There's no doubt about no, that. No, no, it's comparable. And, 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 and I, I think thinking, it's worse though. I was thinking about this the other day, Chris. You know, we've been, you know, probably running TN. See properly for I don't know seven years. What are you saying? It wasn't a proper proper operation until I joined. Yeah, sort of. Um, this this is the the lowest league position we've ever covered. We've never been lower than. Oh this. really? Yeah, yeah. In that time, yeah. Thank you for announcing that. That makes me feel fantastic. Well, in terms of, I mean, the, the channel was made in 2012. I mean, we were flying oh, at that point. You know, on. we have never been in this situation since we've been covering the football club and that is alarming because god have we been doing it a long while lee jones uh says question why am i bothering going to cardiff away next week honestly if you are first of all i applaud well you well done i think you're an absolute bunch of heroes it's a lovely city cardiff but i also think you're a bunch of lunatics no look the the the, the other fortunate thing norwich city have one of the most loyal fan bases yeah. in the championship yeah, yeah. I mean, I, lo- I know loads of people going up to, you know, going to the to the Welsh capital, and um, I certainly wouldn't be doing it. I think I, I already know. Well, I already feel like I know the outcome of the game. I think we'll huff and we'll puff for the opening ten minutes, and probably go on to lose two or three nil. Um, the writing's on the wall, Chris, and I and I said this to Craig while you were eating your prawn sandwiches. I said that the most frustrating thing about this is if we win, we draw. Or we lose, the outcome of all of this feels the same, and and that's yeah. a really alarming position to be in. If we win, yeah. we still know Wagner's going to get sacked at some point, and this doesn't get turned round. If we draw, who cares? And if we we were all expecting to lose, we're in the same position as we were post Middlesbrough, post Sunderland. The situation hasn't changed, and it won't change until wholesale changes are made. Well, it, well, it is changing, Jack. It's getting worse week by week. Okay, yeah, no, that's a fair assessment. Please, if you're watching this, I know that people on the exec board do watch this. <laughs> uh, trust me. Um, please, please keep trying and try harder to sort this out. Um, please. 
and I know that you know a few of the lads watch this too. Bloody hell, boys! Please give those fans going to Cardiff something, please. Um, you know, at very best, park the bus and make sure you don't concede in the first fifteen minutes, please. We cannot go two 0 down again uh, after sixteen minutes. We cannot. Um, and I don't have any. I, I, what 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 I'm most alarmed by, selfishly, Jack, at the moment is I used to be. I now under, I, sometimes I speak to older Norwich fans and they say. I used to be like you, Chris. I used to, you know, I used to be so, you know, positive and up for it and we can beat anyone and yeah, da, 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 da. And they said, but trust me, when you're my age, <laughs> yeah. uh, you will be weathered <laughs> yeah. and you will be naturally negative and sceptical. And I have to admit, I'm, uh, I'm having it, I'm having just all of that optimism and positivity at the moment just sucked out of me. Yeah. Like, I literally, I try, I try my very best to pluck out a positive. Jaden Warner was the positive uh, this week, for example. But that's what concerns me. And how many fans, Jack, are going to seriously say, no, now, now really, enough is enough now. Enough is enough. I'm having my pants pulled down. A price of a season ticket in the lower Barclays is 500 plus quid. You're having your pants pulled down. Mm. You really are. Yeah. We, you know, Norwich fans shouldn't be taken for granted. Um, I want... I want to believe, I want to hope, but it's being sapped out of out of us at the moment. I think the next, so we'll, we'll, we'll be here back next Monday. Um, Norwich City will have played Cardiff. They will be entering a, an international break. We'll be a week closer to seeing uh, Ben Napper arrive at the football club. One would hope by that time we have a bit more clarity around the what the, the roadmap looks like for Norwich over the past few months. I don't know what my message to Norwich fans would be. I would, you know, stick in there, question decision making. Um, but they are, but but it's just a case of just hang on in there, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Because yeah. we, we we have nothing positive to say to share with the Norwich fan. There no. is really nothing positive, no, no, no. is there? Really, there is nothing. No, and and it and it. I take no enjoyment from doing that whatsoever. And I think you know, you know, if if you're a player who's being offended by what I've said on here or on Twitter. Prove me wrong. I want to see you succeed. Mm. Prove me wrong. Don't get angry because I've tweeted something that you don't like. Show me on the pitch. I mm. want to be proved wrong. Do something. Please. Chris, good to see you. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> it wasn't fun. Please win. Win. Thanks for watching, everyone. Oh. We'll be back again next week. Uh, if you haven't already, check out... Um, I might not be back next week. Check Seriously. out the chat with, with Kieran Maguire. Also head over, listen to the scrimmage on BBC Radio Norfolk um, if you aren't bored of Chris. <laughs> Thanks very much, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>